0: play at a time huh play for each other love y'all hey enjoy it today control the emotion it's gonna be live but we're gonna make it even live here we go win on three. One, three one two three win. baby need some shoes let's go boys game now game two we got one goal let's and win you shoot I shoot with you here we go win on three. One, the bills make me wanna
1: and Show! Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the Bills are making it happen now. Show! Buffalo's happening now.
0: to episode two of Across the Bills. Pat G, along with Steffi here, talking all Bills football, NFL football, XFL football, because a ton of Bills, former Bills, uh, had a had a day in the XFL but we're going to start off with the confirmation of Greg Olson free agent tight end visiting the Buffalo Bills along with the Seattle Seahawks and of course Washington Redskins and of course we all know Sean McDermott Brandon Mean coming from the Carolina Panther system obviously they are well adapt as to the type of player Greg Olson is the type of leadership that man brings and a lot of people were excited for the this move because you lost the leadership value that you had in the locker room with the retirement of Lorenzo Alexander, the most likeliness of Frank Gore not returning. And they're like, well, Greg Olson provides two things. He provides a veteran leader in the locker room for the team, but then he provides a veteran leadership for your two young tight ends in Dawson Knox and Tommy Sweeney. (coughs) Now, that's great, you know, the leadership that he gives, but we're also looking at Greg Olson as Greg Olson's 35 years old. He's coming off of back-to-back, maybe t- being injured two out of the last three seasons. And granted, w- he's always been Cam Newton's safety net. It's really looking at what can he really provide the Buffalo Bills if the Bills were to sign him? Yeah. So we're going to be interested there. But that's the talk for Greg Olson stuff. Greg Olson stuff, not Greg Wilson. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But we're going to move on to the meat and potatoes of the show. The Buffalo Bills, um, they released the strength of schedule. And the Buffalo Bills have the fifth hardest schedule for 2020, opposed to last season in 2019, where they had one of the easiest schedules. Your thoughts?
1: My thoughts? uh, Well, at least we don't have to go to London. (laughs) Um, Considering the Jaguars have two games, home games in London now. So at least we're not playing them and we don't have that chance or opportunity. But yeah, the thing is you, like they say, you can't always control the schedule. Um, And I saw a stat on Twitter um, from Bet Online, and they projected us getting uh, based on our strength of schedule. Uh, the Bills have a total of eight point five wins, so that's where we're at. Um, so it's it's going to be a a tough uh, schedule for us, and you know we had such an easy schedule this past year. Um, I don't know. What do
0: you think? It, it's one of the things of last year. The Bills got the Bills got lucky with the with mm-hmm. the draw. They faced a very weak NFC East. Granted, the game against the Eagles, the Eagles didn't seem so weak, but I think that was more the Bills' rush defense than anything. And they also played a very. They play, they played weak divisions, where this season you play the AFC West and the NFC West, two of the stronger divisions in the in the conferences. Because you get to see Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, you get you get the Chargers. Although the Charger, we're not sure what the Chargers are going to be because they no longer have Phillip Rivers. Of course, you have the the Los Angeles Rams, the Seahawks, uh-huh. not to mention. The Cardinals, the Broncos, the the 49ers who just came off the Super Bowl loss. And then you play your division, your division rivals and everything. It's one of the things of if the Bills are going to have the same kind of season that they had in 2019 and repeat a ten and six ten and six schedule. It's one of the things of you have to you have to win the close games because if you look at if you look at last season they lost by 6 points to the patriots uh-huh they lost they grant they they got blo- they got handed by the the eagles but like i said that that was cuz the eagles came in and ran the ball quite well and controlled the clock they lost by 3 points to the browns um they lost by 7 to the to the ravens and then lost by 7 to the Ravens and then 7 to the Jets which that week 17 game against the Jets didn't really mean anything it was kind of like hey let's just throw in the guys and see what we got but it's the thing of you won't most of your losses were 7 points or less you fix that and get and play the teams that you're supposed to beat and win and then the teams that are kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs I'm sorry, I don't expect the Bills to beat the Chiefs. I don't. I don't either. Okay.
1: We
0: play them at home. Uh, regard, I don't expect them to win that game. No. But if you if you play if you play them tough like you did the Patriots and the Ravens and you get one or two things to go your way and we've seen in the Super Bowl, Pat Mahomes can have trouble against against defenses that can read Pat his pass his past game because that's what the 49ers did with both them interceptions. If you can maybe get pressure on Pat Mahomes, you can win. A, you can steal that game. It's the same thing with the Niners. You, you you play a game. There's games on this schedule that coming up that I don't expect them to win. But if they play to the level ability that they played against the Patriots and the Ravens and get one or two more things to go their way, a.k.a. Josh Allen passed more than 30 yards. Then they, then they might have a shot because that thing is is the defense is pretty much returning everybody from last year for the most part Get, can't give or take a couple of signings and then you're also going to have free agency in the draft to improve on that defense you're also going to have the free agency draft to prove, and, prove on the offense it's one of the things of yeah, can the Bills go 10-6 and six again? yes, they can it's just you have to be able to play with the mentality of you know, the killer instinct, as they say. And I'm sure you'll agree with me. There were times last season that the Bills didn't have the killer instinct. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They didn't and, look scary enough. And pr- and proof yeah. and proof in the 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 effect is the playoff game against the Texans is you went into halftime six up 16-0. And whether it's the play calling of Dayball, whether it's the play calling of McDermott, whatever it may be, you didn't you didn't go for the jugular. You went conservative and safe and it ended up blowing up in mm-hmm. your face. And this is the thing is they're, yes, they're tied for the fifth hardest schedule in 2020, opposed to one of the easiest schedules as last year. But it's the thing of you, you get that killer instinct against teams that you're supposed to beat and you win those games and then you get that killer instinct against teams that are that no one's expecting you to beat and you could you could sneak out a win or two, and in the process piss a hell of a lot of better off, betters off. Because boy, did, there was so much talk about point spreads this year with the Bills; it was ridiculous. Yeah. Because it was like they, like their losses, like I said, were only seven or seven points or less. But it's like the point spreads were just the Bills were. Get, being given like four points or whatever so it's like they were giving people the the betting community trouble at times but it it's one of the things of if you look at the 2020 schedule you can see the teams that the bills can probably beat and that's that would be the jet i I expect the jets to be slightly more improved this year so the jets are not a given because all, all I got to do is look at that game, that first game last year. And up until when C.J. Mosley went out, the Jets were handling the Bills quite easily. And it's one of the things of that killer instinct. It goes back to that killer instinct of can the coordinators, Brian Dable, Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott, and so on, develop a game plan that, gives them that killer instinct and I think they can it's just one of them things of it's going to be tough so as fun as 2019 was expect a little bit of a comeback to earth in 2020 so but moving on to article number two of the show um, we're looking at this coming from buffalobills.com there was uh one of the news features of Bills Today, and there was three different articles on there. And the first one up was the uh, CBS sports' Jason Jason Lacanfora um talking about what he feels is should be the Bills uh, first order of business for the offseason and him basically saying defense. Um, He was quoted in the article as do not be afraid to keep drafting top capital in that defense. It may turn out you need a transcendent unit on that side of the ball. If Josh Allen does not become who you hope he will be, remain silently open to that possibility. Keep building that monster on defense. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think my hot take here is we're still gonna go with drafting a wide receiver first round, but that's based. But we we haven't gotten the free agency yet. We we still have to sort that one out. Um, But I think definitely in the later rounds we will be drafting um, defense. Um, But I I do like uh, his take on. um, building a monster um, we, we definitely have an elite D it's very solid but I, I think the defense can take it you know kick it up
0: another notch oh absolutely I I truthfully believe that because not saying not saying that Matt video game football is a direct correlation to real life football but like I said it, it's I have like my one franchise league that I help run. I have the bills. I have gone. I've made a couple of trades. I've got some free agents. And the last two seasons, I've had a top five defense in the game. Have the sack, the sack, the pass rush hasn't been there. per Exactly. Cause due to the settings we run, we like, we don't run full quarters and whatnot, but it's like, for the most part, I keep everybody, I keep everybody below three hundred yards a game, and I keep the points down and everything. It's just, it's one of the things of it. Correlation to real life, you get one or two pat, you get one or two, one or two more pass rushers. You you add to your secondary because truth be told, yes, we have Tre'Davious White, but. It was, and it no, was very noticeable last year that once people realized that, hey, let's not throw at Tre'Davious White, let's go after everybody else. That both Levi Wallace and Kevin Johnson playing that other outside corner spot was having trouble against receivers. Mm-hmm. Point simple: Devontae Parker had a day. Yep. So it's one of the things of, yes, you have the safeties in Hyde and Boyer and you have a very, you have a very good nickel, nickel set with Taron Johnson and Saran Neal, but you need another, like another B quarter cornerback. Like, Mm I'm all for Levi Wallace and Kevin Johnson being on the team. They're 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 good football players. It's just you need somebody on that other side of the field that is not going to give up 2 300 200 yards a game passing wise when Terdavious White is basically on one side of the field shutting that side down. Now I you saw in games where they were moving tradevious white right around and he was focused he was like shadowing like the main receiver or whatever, but it was just like all right yeah keep building in that defense because like I said those those games where you've only lost by seven points you get you get a defense to where they make one or two more plays and create one or more turn turnovers that that missed seven points are are not null, null and void. They aren't there. They aren't a worry. They aren't a concern, they're not a worry or anything like that. Now, um, going on to the second point is it was brought up. The question was asked, "What is the Bills' window for competing for a Super Bowl?" And NFL.com's Adam Chain basically gives Buffalo gave Buffalo one of the largest windows to the Super Bowl, and God forbid, that's what all Bills fan wants. We want to see the Bills get to the Super Bowl. Um, he was quoted as, "What Josh Allen and Sean McDermott accomplished in the 2019 campaign should not be eradicated by the Bills blowing the 16 nothing lead at Houston Wild Card Weekend." Allen had enjoyed a breakthrough second season, and I expect him to take another leap forward under Dayball and McDermott's to Alleg in 2020 McDermott got his vote for AP coach of the year because he made the most out of a roster, a roster that's only going to get better because GM Brandon mean is excellent at procuring players who fit these bills. Now we all hear of the process. And everything, every press conference, every press conference or anything you hear, you hear about the process. No one knows what the process is exactly, but we all assume that it was that the process basically is getting players who's going to come to work every day, put the amount and say the 110 percent effort to the game and all that, getting rid of the prima donna players or the players that only want money, a.k.a. the Marius Darrius, the Marcel Darius, is the Sammy Watkins, so on and so forth. But it's one of the things of alright, the Super Bowl window, the Super Bowl window is open now. That's, that's great and all. But you're assuming that at the windows only open because Josh Allen's is Josh Allen is on his rookie contract. And the last three Super Bowls have seen rookie, have seen quarterbacks in rookie deals make it there. Of course, Pat Mahomes, Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz. Now, me honestly, I think this Bill's Super Bowl window is is open for the foreseeable future. But the thing is is for them to give you there, they gotta get the talent that's going to make them better than everyone else. Cause at the end of the day, the Bills went ten and six. Which was great. But you had a you had a Baltimore team that went thirteen and two. You still have the Kansas City Chiefs. You still have the New England Patriots. I don't care. Whether Tom Brady's a quarterback or not, you still Belichick is still the head coach, so you're still gonna have the New England Patriots you're 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 having other teams on the rise the the Tennessee Titans are going to be going to be a team to to worry about and it's like yeah cool you you think the Super Bowl window is wide open I it is the Super Bowl window for for every team is wide open unless unless you know it's not like like for the Cleveland Browns the Cleveland Browns like Super Bowl window was closed for the longest of time until Baker Mayfield got drafted and started g- giving that fan base hope. But it's the thing of I I feel the Super Bowl windows as open as it as the Bills choose it to be. Now I don't know how you feel, but that's my thoughts. <laughs>
1: I completely agree um it's as i say don't let the the fact that we blew a 16 and 0 lead in a in that houston loss distract you from the team overall building something special um and and honestly i i have complete faith and have you ever heard the term McBean? It's McDermott and Bean. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> so yeah, the running joke is that they have these magic beans, and um, they're gonna sprout, you know, growth, and we're gonna we're gonna turn into a winner. Um, so it'll again, it'll just be interesting um, to see what they concoct in the free agency and the draft, and I again when we made the playoffs this time around we were ahead of schedule we touched on that last week um, and um, I think the future looks very bright for this football team
0: Absolutely. I
1: know that sounds really biased because hello I'm Bill's Mafia but <laughs> in the past you know especially during the drought era it hasn't always felt like that so it it just feels like they're just building something special.
0: It you know what it's it's simple to during that whole drought era it was mm. one of the things of anytime the Bills got off to a relatively good start whether it was 3 and 1, 4 and 2, 5 and 3 it was like they got off to a relatively good start in the first eight weeks of the season. People were like, eh. and then we like got to a point where it's like, and it was even this season. Like, it it was on a weekly basis. If you listen to the thing, is yeah, okay, the Bills are four and one. Okay, the Bills are four and one. All right. Well, we've seen this before. We've we we've gone this road before.
1: Uh huh. We we have been hoodwinked.
0: Yes, yes. Hoodwinked. We, we 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 have been hoodwinked and bamboozled.
1: We've been betrayed. We can just
0: yeah. There, every word that you promising. can think of, th- this has happened. Yes. And so it was. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the things of like I I was glad the Bills were having a good season, but it honestly wasn't until the Thanksgiving game against Dallas that I went Alright Alright you yeah. guys got something all right now if you make it you add a few more pieces and whatnot this could turn into something. I I, I bought that was like yeah. the 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 Thanksgiving Day against the Cowboys in Dallas was like every Bills fan that was like on the fence, so to speak that was like the affirmation of, all right, we believe, let's ro- Let's run.
1: Yeah, that was, I call it, it was particularly Josh Allen's coming out party, because it was like on this big stage, and you know, the whole world, the nation is watching this big game. Everyone watches, you know, the game on Thanksgiving, the games on Thanksgiving, and I just, I felt so much better after that game I
0: was on a high yeah like (laughs) and this is the thing is the bills the bills ceiling is is pushed up even farther and everything because they have they have the team that they do they have the defense that they do they have the team that they do and whatnot, um, but the last the last part of this article was Bleacher Report, and me and Bleacher Report we have we have a very uh, love hate relationship <laughs> due to their wrestling yeah. coverage. So oh. <laughs> th- actually. It's a love hate relationship in general, due to the, the coverage that they give on wrestling sports in general. Sometimes, yeah. because
1: I've had i had problems with them in the past too. So. Like
0: some of the them. some of the things they talk about and give opinions on is ridiculous. Kind of like this. Um, Bleacher Reports believe the Philadelphia wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey would make a good trade target this season for the Bills. Uh, They say the Philadelphia Eagles somehow have thrived in their latest playoff run despite being down to three healthy wide receivers, a couple of which came from the practice squad. That's not the way to build a roster, of course, so on and so forth. Um, But they basically predict a potential trade of Alshon Jeffrey to the Buffalo Bills for the fourth and sixth round draft pick. Now, I'm going to say this. Buffalo draft picks anywhere from the 3rd to like 6th round they sometimes tend to work out for the bills i'd rather the i'd rather bills trade a first or second round pick oh for for like a mike evans or a mike michael thomas or a receiver that's going to come out and, and give you and be a true blue number one wide receiver, not trade a fourth and a six for Alshon Jeffery, who for all intents and purposes, probably has three, maybe anywhere from three to maybe five years left in the league and that he's going to be done. It's one of the things of like, no, I don't need him. I don't know your thoughts but that's mine
1: i think that can we just say that might be a clickbait article Yeah. <laughs> that,
0: that 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 the that, that that last bit
1: yeah like i i honestly no no way in hell i'm all sad
0: <laughs> you're like nope nope i'm good
1: i i don't even i don't even want to entertain that i don't I, I don't know. I don't have much respect for Bleacher Report personally. Yeah. As you, do you. And I'm glad we can be transparent about it on this podcast. No, and, you know, I
0: uh, I have I have, but, <laughs> I, I have like I said, I have a love hate relationship with them. The oh, okay. the, the the respect level is not really there. It, it's honestly just a straight hub like love hate relationship because there's times where they actually have stuff that actually is solid and then they're but it's kind of like an 80 to me it's like a 70 20 70 30 60 40 type or maybe an 80 20 times like where some of the articles they have are like why would you even why why no and then Isn't he
1: kind of washed up too. I mean, a little bit? No.
0: A little bit. A little bit. Like he's I think his last like decent season was like 2 or 3 years ago in Chicago.
1: Exactly. I, no, not, not a chance. Let's not even let's just move on because
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to we're going to take a we're going to take a little bit of a small break, pimp out some uh across the board stuff. Other shows, other content, all that fun stuff. We're gonna come back. We're gonna wrap this show up. Not as long as the the first show went because like you said, off season. We're kind of just going through things. Plus, both of us are not feeling all that great because winter time has finally decided to heat the northeast. So there's that. But keep it locked, we'll be right back. Across the board sports is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Daily prop bets for all kinds of sports where thousands of dollars are up for grabs every single day. Want free money? Use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Download the free app in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And don't forget, use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Across the Board Sports. Unique sports coverage. Welcome back to Across the Bills, Padgy and Steffi, talking all Buffalo Bills talk, and unfortunately, we we got to see the debut of a new football league, the XFL, the reincarnated XFL, um, and this version of the XFL, less, uh, gimmick driven, less, uh, hey, we're going to follow the links of sports entertainment, a.k.a. the WWE. And it felt more like actual football in the presentation, in the, the promotion, and even the gameplay. And a lot of former Buffalo Bill draft picks had themselves a day yesterday, leading off with former uh, fourth-round pick Cardale Jones, leading the D.C. Defenders to a... Big win. Also splitting time with uh, also splitting time with free agent signing uh Tyree Jackson from University of Buffalo. Uh, him getting some snaps under center and and running option plays. Main mainly they were like in short yardage or extra point uh forms. You didn't really see him do much else else but Cardale Jones having a day man mm-hmm. and you you now I have a question now I know you 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 are a DC Defenders fan you yes. thro- you have thrown your loyalty to the DC Defenders did you throw see. your loyalty loyalty to the DC Defenders because of the amount of Buffalo Bills that are on the roster
1: Yeah, I remember when they first came out with the rosters, I for (coughs) the team with the most Bills. Okay. So I'm counting one, two, I've made a list, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Former Bills, especially with Cardell Jones as a backup. Yeah. Of when he played for the Bills. Um, But it was really entertaining to watch, and I'm just, like, amazed at how... It, the XFL has gotten off to a hot start, and it seems like a lot of people I noticed on Twitter are buying into it. Um, and like, I think there were even like MVP chants.
0: Yeah, there were. Jones. There, <laughs> there were when uh, when Cardale Jones made the throw on third and eleven for the first down to Eli Rogers. The crowd started right. chanting MVP.
1: Right and um they play the dragons uh and austin Prohl was actually a former bill too yes i think we drafted him and he scored a touchdown he had two yeah he had he had a couple actually yeah um and then cam phillips he also used to play for the bills and he plays for the roughnecks and he also had a
0: yeah, like a lot of former Buffalo <laughs> so Bills Carri Lee who was a former tight end who played play who played 10 games over 2016 2017 and had one catch for 5 yards. He had he had a big touchdown catch. Yeah. It, it's the thing of it's great to see former Buffalo Bills like ha, have days in the XFL. But I'm also looking towards where that it's it, it's looking like just and i know the talent pool and i said this to my friend yesterday we were talking on the phone i said i was like yeah the game seemed slowish at times or whatever uh-huh. but i was like you got to remember most of the guys around these rosters are guys that were drafted in rounds 4 through 7 uh-huh. practice squad guy practice squad guys um non draftee signees stuff like that, uh, former, former players from the AA, the AAFL, um, former players from the CFL. It's like the talent, the talent is there, but it's guys that didn't get experience in the NFL because of the talent that the NFL has where like, I saw a game yesterday and it's like, I'm like, yo, and the game Austin Prol had, I'm like, yo, yeah, Like, yo, he could have been a nice Little, like, slot receiver type Guy on the bills, man I was like, he, and everything And then I'm like, my brain's like Yeah, but the talent level is different Uh Uh-huh Okay That's cool Like, like the thing is, is I don't like, honestly, could Tyree, could Tyree Jackson be a quarterback in the NFL one day? Absolutely. He's a raw product, but like Cardale Jones, I honestly could, could be a starter in the NFL. It was the thing with Cardale Jones is he didn't have the snaps. He didn't have the repetitions when, and that's a big talk about a lot of these quarterbacks is the, the quarterback is for the most part, most of the quarterbacks in the league that are starters. Um are guys that didn't really get much chances to, to play outside of like preseason. as as uh the former the former Raider Matt McGloin just throws a second touchdown pass of the day.
1: What did you what did you think of the hot mic? The the, the interviews.
0: I, I was get I was about to get into that. I Oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I I'm loved it. I loved it, especially I love the fact that for certain penalties the referee the refs would actually explain the penalty or whatever, uh-huh. like explain it out as to what it was. Just neutral zone infraction, five yards. No neutral zone infraction. The defensive player moved to initiate a offensive response. Uh-huh. I-, I love the fact when they were reviewing plays, they went into the actual replay booth and showed you the guy like looking at everything to that broke it down to make to make the right call. Um, the the initial reactions that they did with the hype, like, mic, like, they're like, yo, they asked quarterbacks after they throw a pick. Like, I'm like, really? <laughs> and yeah, then, and then, of course, was
1: a defender kicker that missed. Yes. The kick, yeah. They
0: like, asked they, they talked to him after so he missed the field goal
1: or whatever. It's so bad. Yeah. Like, that's brutal.
0: And what was funny is like. I instantly, and when they, they, uh they had did the hot mic with the offensive lineman who dropped the F-bomb. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I instantly thought, I was like, yo, it's live TV. Anything could happen, guys. This I, is the XFL. I was like, you have to be prepared for it. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't even the thing of, I'm looking at it and I saw a tweet from somebody. I can't remember what it was, it was like they tweeted out that the NFL could actually learn stuff from the XFL to make the games more interesting.
1: Well, that's the thing. The XFL, I call it, this is the XFL 2.0, because we yes. have the
0: XFL yeah. 1.0. Yeah.
1: And during the documentary, or the 30 for 30, this is the XFL, they touched on the fact at the end that the NFL actually took some of the, the aspects of the game and incorporated it to their own.
0: Oh yeah, they absolutely, they absolutely, they absolutely did. And oh, then interesting. and then the NFL and then the NFL started to deincorporate them because <laughs> of of rules and safety changes and everything. Yeah. They I, I do like a lot of people are loving the kickoff aspect of it that was cool very electric like a lot a lot of people are loving the how the opening kickoff the opening kickoffs are and I'm like I was like yo imagine this opening kickoff in the NFL like there'd be so many return guys that are good return guys that would be able to make like legitimate returns Right. And also, and also we wouldn't have to watch Andre Roberts return the ball out from five yards deep in the end zone only to get to like the 14 yard line. Uh, uh-huh. but it's one of the things of, yes, in the, in this new incarnation of the XFL, the, it's more realistic to what football was instead of what the XFL was originally in 2001. Uh-huh. But for all them people that they are like, oh well, this is better than the original. Yeah, it is because for one, in the original, it was more. It was ba- It was based through wrestling. Like it was characters and everything. And not to mention at the time of the at the time the FXL was the XFL was going on, um, and Bruce Prichard has talked about it like in interviews and everything. Is the XFL was going on at a time when. WWE was buying WCW uh-huh. that whole time period, <clears throat> but yeah, it it's one of the things of I definitely can see the NFL maybe looking at the XFL this incarnation of the XFL and going maybe we'll start using one or two things right and to increase viewership, especially <clears throat> because. Between the two XFL games yesterday, they had 34, 000, over 34,000 fans had attended. Yep. And I'm, I'm
1: really curious what the ratings will
0: be when they release them. I, I'm, I'm curious as to what the ratings will be as well. I, I watched both games yesterday. I'm probably going to watch both games today. Yep. <clears throat> um, but to finish up here, we're going to do something fun. And I, I I probably gave, I will say this, I probably gave you a slight heart attack jump when I sent it to you because I was like, I was like, I was like, I typed it out and I looked at it and I'm like, I was like, her heart, her, I probably is going to make her heart jump into her throat momentarily with this one. And... It's the the fantasy aspect of what happens with the Bills if Josh Allen isn't the franchise quarterback that they need or want or are supposed to have. And that and this is kind of I thought about it and with all the aspects that were talked about when Josh Allen was coming out of the draft. His his inaccuracy, his lack of experience and so on and so forth. I kind of thought about it and I'm like yeah, did Josh Allen improve tenfold, improve this season in, in throwing passes? Yes, he did. Did he have, like he had the the thing where he only threw like four or five interceptions like after a certain point of the year or whatever. But it's the thing of <laughs> He also, he also, he also had that AKA, uh hero ball that we know of. And that's the thing. Like, is Josh Allen and the hero ball going to be the quarter, quarterback that the Bills have for the foreseeable future? Or in a year, in a year from now or two years from now, Josh Allen, Josh Allen still is just what Josh Allen is and not making any more steps into what being a franchise quarterback that this franchise obviously needs. And it puts the bills back to square one. Now I know last week, I, I, last week we both said we, bel- we totally believe Josh Allen is a franchise quarterback. Now I thought about that and I'm like, that's why I'm bringing this we This week, this week it's the other side of that spectrum of Josh Allen's not the franchise guy and the reason I brought it up is because I I went back and I watched a ton of Josh Allen highlights from from last from last year and this year and there were games where he seemed like he just had everything unlocked. He was, he was taking what the defense was giving him. And then there were games where Josh Allen was going, I'm the only man on the field. I must do it all. And the I must do it all Josh Allen happened more times than the Josh Allen of take the def- take what the defense is giving me and get rid of the ball the prime example of that game is the Baltimore game is I want, I watched the highlights of the Baltimore game. Baltimore was bringing the house on blitzes. It's one of the things of if you're a franchise quarterback and I know Josh Allen is young, you gotta, you gotta be able to realize that and audible or, or hot route somebody to where you're going to be able to beat that, beat that defense. And, Josh Allen hasn't shown to be able to be able to use that ability just yet. And that's a, that's a, that's a worry of mine is we've seen the we've seen the, the quote unquote legend quarterbacks from this, this era the top the Tom Brady's the Peyton Mannings the Drew Breezes like they will look at a defense and notice something and change something up and next thing you know they're hitting a guy on a 10yard out pattern and it run and it goes for a 65yard touchdown now I don't know about you but are you hope are you hoping Josh Allen learns this because if he doesn't like I said there might be a chance that he might not be the guy because of that.
1: Um, is Joey Burrow
0: available? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> No, Joe Burrow's, Joe Burrow's going to end up playing for the Carolina Panthers. I, I made a fantasy, I made a fantasy prediction. I, I kind of like the, our, uh, lovely, uh, um, El Capitan, uh, Chandler with his fantasy, uh, drafting. And when he did that, I kind of like the idea of the Panthers trading up to, for that first round pick for Burrow. So. And then I was like, yo, yeah. I was like, nope, I like it. That's my fantasy prediction.
1: Yeah, my fantasy prediction or like uh, in a perfect world scenario is Josh. He's going to be working in the offseason with Jordan Palmer. Yes. My understanding along with Joe Burrow, apparently I saw that news report. Um, And he really needs to work on that deep ball that's. Been a major, major concern. He hasn't been able to connect. He's
0: he's got to he's got to learn that 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 Pat Mahomes touch.
1: Right. Like I want some sexy deep ball up in here. But um yeah. So the Bills really need to address, cater to his strengths, and in a perfect world, we need to draft a, another wide receiver. Um but I just feel his ceiling is high. And I, I don't want to be in a world where Josh Allen isn't my franchise quarterback because McDermott and uh, Brandon Mean, they, they said that he's our guy. Yeah. I mean, that's why we drafted him. So it's like, I don't like the what if scenarios and I get it. And, um, I get there's some doubts, but I just feel like his ceiling is so high. um, It'll just be interesting to see how I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be monitoring what he does in the off season, which I'll definitely share on the podcast, and we'll we'll just have to see how that all pans out.
0: Yeah, I I. I... I brought the whole aspect of him not being the franchise guy up, just because last week, both of us stating that, like, we totally believe he's the franchise guy, so I was like, hey, let's take it of the fantasy aspect of, what if we thought he wasn't? Um, this is the thing, yeah. is I, 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 I like the fact of him working with Jordan Palmer for the offseason, I like the fact that he's going to work on things. I and nothing against Matt Barkley being the backup quarterback like okay uh-huh. me personally i'd love to see them bring in a veteran type quarterback and that could help him that could help Josh Allen grow the guy the guy's been in the league for x amount of years he know he he's had some success or whatever and but he knows he's not going to start AKA Derek Anderson. Like someone in that Derek Anderson role. Like Derek Anderson, Derek Anderson is probably one of the reasons why Josh Allen had the growth that he did. So it's like, nothing against Matt Barkley. I just kind of want, I was like, uh, get somebody that would help him, help his game. Especially, especially with the, the reading of the defense. Cause, sometimes I feel like Josh Allen has trouble reading defenses. Yeah. Do you think Ken Dorsey
1: is helping him at
0: all? I think Dorsey's helping him I think Dorsey's helping him with that and the the deep ball accuracy and everything. Like, I honestly mm-hmm. think Ken Dorsey is a solid quarterbacks coach. It's mm-hmm. just unfortunately, Ken Dorsey did not have the greatest success in the NFL. No, he did not. It, it It's... It's one of the things of now I know Patrick Rivers is out is out there and he and he obviously still wants to start and everything but I would love I would love to take a fly take a one year flyer on Patrick Rivers have him come in and go all right you're not going to start but we but we trust your we you have a, have a solid career we trust your instinct and, and expertise help our quarterback grow right. Not saying it's gonna happen because Patrick River because Philip Rivers still wants to start. Mm-hmm. But it's the thing of I I want somebody a veteran quarterback brought in that has had success that would do nothing but help Josh Allen improve his game.
1: I've heard theories
0: about bringing in like Tom Brady <laughs> yeah yeah the yeah the I've the seen that the, 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 the 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 crazy uh random theory <laughs> fantasy Twitter theories of of the bill signing Tom Brady and Tom Brady being uh, essentially being the Jedi master and passing on the 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 traits to the Josh Allen <sighs> that oh my god. I, I I still I still Buffalo Buffalo would uh, would have a brain aneurysm. Like bu- like Bills fans would have brain aneurysms if that if that if that if that news feed ever comes out the, the Buffalo Bills have signed Tom Brady. Like yeah, that's got to be fake news. Like it, it, people be like fake news, um not real. No. No. No 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 no. No it would cause, it would cause massive brain aneurysms. Simple as that. But yeah, Yeah. it's just like, it's just like, there's got, I don't, I don't know who's out there as far as the quarterback market or whatever. I haven't really looked into it, but bring, I'm like nothing against Matt Barkley, Matt Barkley, solid, solid number two guy. I just want somebody that has had success that would do nothing but improve Josh Allen's game. Because, like I said, yeah. I wa- I watched a bunch of highlights of his, and there were times where he did not do very good reading reading blitz bl- blitz coverage. And and then that's when the I've noticed it more times than not whenever whenever Josh Allen gets blitz or the pocket collapses, that's when hero ball Josh Allen comes out.
1: And then there's risky business, Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. Which is concerning. And then he throws interceptions, like, in the beginning of the season. Or last season.
0: Yeah. Or or he tries to throw a Hail Mary pass to a fullback. (laughs) Yep. Which... Which, which, oh my God! Twitter had a field day with that one, and it wasn't towards where Josh Allen; it was towards where the. Why are Why are we throwing a hail mary pass to our third tight end and or fullback? What is going on here? Though, though, Pat DeMarco, if he would have come down with that ball, would have been the would have been hailed as the uh, as a as a cult cultural hero in Buffalo. Right. So it's one of the things of just, it's fun to think about, but we all know Josh Allen's the franchise quarterback. He's going to be the franchise quarterback. It's just things that he needs to work on to improve because, and I like the fact that um, I can't remember where I saw it, but Josh Allen's saying he basically has an open line to Jim Kelly. Mm. and Jim Kelly and Jim Kelly is helping Josh Allen with any questions and everything. So, Hey, so he's kind
1: of fulfilling a m- mentor role. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which he needs.
0: Cause he's such a young guy. He very much, very much is, but that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening to episode two of across the bills. Um, like share, subscribe, uh, all that fun social media stuff that uh, my lovely co-host handles.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, That's she, me. she is the social media guru. So like, share, subscribe, download all that fun stuff. We will see you later this week or next week for episode three of Across the Bills. But for Steffi, I'm Padgy. This has been Across the Bills. Thank you. And we will see you on the flip side.